You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the September edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Taking a look at front page news from the Crestone Eagle, candidate Adam Frisch in bid to unseat Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. This was written by Lisa Syriax. After winning what was by far the closest primary race for a federal office, Adam Frisch faces a much more extreme challenge, facing off with U.S. Congressional District 3 incumbent, U.S. Representative Lauren Boebert, in November's general election. Frisch was victorious in the D Democratic primary with 25,750 votes to Pueblo activist Sol Sandoval's 25,460 votes. Viewed as an underdog, Frisch is taking a nonpartisan approach to the race and promoting himself as a no-nonsense businessman who wants to tackle long-standing issues in CD3. Political experts are less than optimistic about Frisch's chances, but acknowledge there's a path to victory for him. Frisch thinks the math works if he can meet enough voters in the district face-to-face, -face, share his platform, and close the approximately 7% lead in a recent poll held by Bolbert. In that same poll, Frisch led among unaffiliated voters 49% to 41%. Frisch, a former Aspen City Council member who bankrolled his campaign with two-plus million dollars of his own cash, won in counties mostly along the western slope. In his home of Pitkin, he walked away with over 70% of the Democratic vote. Running on a platform as a problem solver with a broad range of experience, Frisch criticizes Boebert's focus on social media rather than on the needs of the district she was elected to represent. Frisch said that his main legislative priorities in Congress would be strengthening the economy and reducing inflation, focusing on water issues, and expanding rural services. In various interviews, Frisch notes the reduction of hospital and mental health services in rural Colorado counties over the past decade and wants to work with other representatives from rural parts across the country to figure out how to put those neglected interests back into the conversation. Frisch recognizes that inflation and the economy will likely be huge driving forces in this election and believes that his business experience and understanding of economics will make him a strong problem solver in that area. One issue he said he would not compromise on, however, is reproductive health care access in the wake of overturning Roe v. Wade. It's important to realize that the conversation won't be about whether abortion is going to happen or not, he said. It will be about how safe and accessible they are and the equity aspect to that. It is important to hold the ground and make sure women have health care access across the country. His opponent, Lauren Boebert, won her first term in 2020 with just 51% of the vote. CD3 is 25% Democratic, 31% Republican, and 43% unaffiliated. The CD3 definitely is a red district with a 9% advantage for Republicans, according to Redistricting Commission staff. The slogan on Boebert's campaign website is, Standing for Freedom, Pro-Freedom, Pro-Guns, Pro-Constitution. Boebert has far more name recognition and fundraising going into the 2022 midterms. Her national profile also attracts more national dollars. 
As of the most recent Federal Elections Commission filings, she had about $2.3 million in cash on hand compared to Frisch's $570,000. Bobert also has the financial advantage of contributions from national super PACs and money left over from her first campaign. The first-term congresswoman has been controversial, but continues to have strong support among Republicans for her bombastic, no-compromise, conservative style. In her acceptance speech after winning the Republican primary in June, she spoke about Supreme Court victories, Second Amendment rights, abortion, and prayer in schools. Guns is a more nuanced debate in Colorado, but it's not clear that Boebert's gun antics will have the same appeal they did two years ago. Boebert is pro-life and says life begins at conception. In 2020, Colorado voters defeated by 59% to 41% a ballot initiative that would have banned late-term abortions. Frisch describes the Dobbs decision as tragic and destructive and says he doesn't want Republicans choosing who's going to be on the Supreme Court. CD3 incumbent Representative Lauren Boebert is not a typical Republican. Her challenger, Adam Frisch, is not a typical Democrat. The general election will be on November 8, 2022. In addition to the race in CD3, all of Colorado's executive officers are up for election, as well as all of Colorado's seats in the United States House of Representatives and Colorado's U.S. Senate seat, currently occupied by Michael Bennett. Now turning to food bank news, Outside at the Food Bank, written by Fane Berman. Before the Crestone Food Bank opens every Wednesday morning at 9, volunteers have been at work for more than an hour, assembling tables out on the deck and setting out tubs of assorted produce, frozen meat, bread, milk, eggs, and cheese outside the food bank, or sorry, inside the food bank. They also bring chairs outside so customers have a place to sit while waiting, along with empty boxes for them to use inside and out. Outside tables are filled with items we receive in large quantities but have no room to display inside the food bank. These include frozen meals, prepared foods, excess produce, bread, snacks, baked goods, and pet food. Folks, many of whom begin arriving shortly after 8, are invited to take what they need and often are able to fill several large bags or boxes before they even begin to shop. A volunteer is standing by to take names as people arrive, to give those names to the volunteer registrar for entry into our database, and to create and maintain a waiting list. Another outside volunteer, meanwhile, refills the tables as needed. We will continue to provide an abundance of such extra foods as, for as long as we are able, but availability is likely to be limited in the future. Like food banks everywhere, Care and Share of Southern Colorado, our primary supplier, has been experiencing reduced donations, increased costs, and skyrocketing demand. Because we are so crowded, especially between 9 and 10, and the food bank can accommodate only two or three shoppers at a time, we encourage people who go inside to be mindful of those who are waiting outside and not to linger while selecting their food. Once a person is finished shopping and comes outside, the next name on the list is called to go inside. If someone is new to the food bank or has not been there for over two years, an outside volunteer asks that person to fill out a simple registration form. When there is a long waiting line, seniors who are in poor health and parents with small children are moved up on the list so they can go inside sooner. Young children who are waiting with a parent can become restless and begin running around or playing, which can be a hazard and cause risk of injury. Most food bank customers are very patient while waiting. 
Many enjoy the social interaction among folks waiting outside, the opportunity to visit or reconnect with friends, and to meet new people. Outside volunteers also receive donations and pass them along to an inside volunteer to sort and stock. During the summer, these include freshly picked greens and other veggies from the Crestone Community Garden and numerous private gardeners. It takes five or six volunteers to operate the food bank each week, and we are extremely grateful to our suppliers and our supporters for making it possible for us to serve around 200 residents a week. And we have this article, New Senior Service Offers Food and Fellowship. Crestone Baca Seniors, do you want a break from cooking? Want a nutritious meal with variety instead of the same old thing? Want to visit with old friends and get caught up? Want to get out of the house and meet new people? South Central Colorado Seniors, Inc., SCCS, the SLV Area Agency on Aging, offers an opportunity for seniors to get together for lunch Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at Little Shepherd Church in downtown Crestone. Monthly menus are posted at the church and on South Central Colorado Seniors' Facebook page. All seniors over 60 may participate in this program. There are no eligibility requirements other than age. Meals are served at noon, and diners are encouraged to donate $3 per meal. This is not a requirement, and all seniors may enjoy a meal whether they donate or not. To make sure there are enough meals, reservations are required. First-timers can do this in one of two ways. Call the SCCS office at 719 8-9-45-11 or reserve a meal at Little Shepherd Church. Reservations can be made on a week-by-week -week basis at the church. SCCS also provides meal delivery to seniors who cannot leave their home without assistance. Seniors desiring this service may call the SCCS office at 719-589-4511 to learn the eligibility requirements. Assessment information is needed and can be provided on the phone or by a written questionnaire. Homebound delivery can also be temporary. For example, after hospitalization, surgery, or illness, meals can be delivered during the senior's recovery process. Monica Wolf, Executive Director of SCCS, feels positive and happy about the launch of the Senior Lunch Program in Crestone. Our goal is to reach our older adult population in order to keep them active, social, and in their homes as long as possible. We're excited that we will be able to meet the needs of the seniors in Crestone, she said. Wolf adds, there are homebound seniors who don't know about this program, so if friends and family can get the word out to them, we can serve more seniors with health issues or lack of transportation. With local, state, and federal government funding, as well as donations and fundraising activities, South Central Colorado Seniors, Inc., Area Agency on Aging, has served the San Luis Valley for over 40 years. Senior lunches are provided at 10 sites in the valley, Call their Alamosa office, 719-589-4511, for information on other senior resources. Now turning to Harakandel Universal Ashram News, written by Ram Lottie. Fall Navrati begins on Monday, September 26, and continues through Tuesday, October 4th. The Devi Puja, to the different aspects of the Divine Mother, begins each day at 8 a.m. At 10 a.m., we will have a fire ceremony followed by chanting, 
a discourse on the Divine Mother and a meal. You may attend in person by calling 719-256-4108 or tune in to the live stream at the Harikanda Universal Ashram Facebook page. It will be posted on the Ramlati Wood YouTube channel that evening. For the latest ashram updates and to keep in touch with the virtual activities such as daily fire ceremonies, silent meditations, and discourses on the Divine Mother, refer to our newsletter on our website at www.babajiashram.org or go to the Hadakanda Universal Ashram Facebook page. There are also many excellent satsangs, people telling stories of Babaji, Aratis, and chanting on the Ramlati Wood YouTube channel. The Maha Lakshmi shop is open daily by appointment. Please call 719-256-4108 to schedule. You can access many of our products online at http colon slash slash mahalakshmishop.wazala.com. We are also happy to take photos of items for you. We appreciate your patronage of the shop as it is a major supporter of the ashram. We invite you to connect with us to learn more about the ashram, Sri Babaji and the Divine Mother at our website www.babajiashram.org or give us a call at 719-256-4108 or email us at info at We love to hear from you. And we have some letters to the editor asking for your support. Dear readers, hello, my name is Allison McClure. I'm running for a position on the Baca Ground Property Owners Association, BGPOA, Board of Directors. I would like to ask for your support. Ballots for voting were mailed in late August. I have lived and worked in the community since 2003. Some of you might remember me from the Swatch County Credit Union days or as the community manager manager of the BGPOA or as an administrative assistant at Baca Water and Sanitation District. Because of my diverse working background for the past 19 years, I have a deep understanding of the diversity of this community. The diversity is why I continue to thrive here. While being the community manager, I help prepare annual budgets with the assistance of our valuable department managers. I am a bit of a geek. I enjoyed building the budget. I presented the monthly financials to the board of directors, highlighting the positive as well as the negative. I have a full understanding of how all departments run and the revenue and expenses they generate. The reserve funds are used to repair, replace, and improve the assets of the BGPOA. They should not be used to help pay for daily operating costs or emergencies. It is critical to plan for the future. Land use is also the future of the POA. I support the alternative building practices as well as owners and builders. I hope to open up communication to the membership. The current board is working on this. We could have monthly or quarterly meetings to address membership concerns, have an open forum, question and answer sessions, however the membership wants to conduct the meetings. The only rule is that all parties must be civil and treat each other as equals. Thanks for reading. Best regards, Allison McClure. Another letter. Sell tower or no. We need dialogue and consensus building more. Dear neighbors, I'm not writing in support or in opposition of a cell tower in or near our community. Rather, I want to ask us to be better than the divisiveness of the macro, that world we witness in the daily news. I'm asking that we come together and be the best of community micros we can be. 
a community where respect, civility, listening to one another, and creating community together around consensus prevail. It's not easy, for sure. It's not as easy as a quick post on social media sharing. But we need to do it. We need to engage with one another in respectful listening, sharing, transparency, care, and integrity. Together, we need to grapple with community issues such as the proposed cell towers. It's not the first, and for certain, it will not be the last issue. Indeed, there are many issues that need our attention. I'm saddened and concerned by the hostility that I've witnessed by some of those passionately opposed to a cell tower. Anger, fear, and associated emotions are damaging to our health, individually and collectively, and to the health of nature, whose beauty we are blessed to be steeped in. While there are good reasons to oppose a tower, there are other considerations that warrant thoughtful attention beyond health, property values, and fire. How do we ensure that everyone has access to reaching 911 in an emergency? That the emergency notification system can reach every community member when time is of the essence? For me, these are questions of social equity, questions and concerns that I believe can best be addressed in community conversations. Let us come together and co-create that. Let's garner our passion, gather all the facts that we can, take a breath, and sit at the table together to co-create the next phase of this place we all love. With respect, Cindy Reinhardt. And another letter to the editor, Cell Phone Tower. Dear Editor, I understand that there are health concerns regarding cell phone towers. I am somewhat ambivalent myself, but here are some thoughts. Reliable cell phone signals here in Crestone are vital for our businesses and residents, especially those who work remotely. And visitors rely on cell service while hiking or biking when there might be an accident and calling for help is crucial. So a clear cell signal can actually save lives. Cell towers are in our world to stay and there is no getting away from them. So let's consider the good that can result from having reliable cell service. Sincerely, Joanna Thirault. And we have a notice from the Clerk and Recorder's Office. The Sawatch County Clerk's Office will be closed September 21st, 2022, so that all staff and clerk can get recertified in elections. Please plan ahead. Sorry for any convenience that this may cause. And taking a look at some events... Creststone Baptist Church 50th Anniversary Celebration and Revival, September 23rd to the 25th, events all three days. Join us for live music, car and tractor show, children's events and games, hay rides, food and fun, messages from local pastors. This is all at 70863 County Road T, Creststone, Colorado. Their phone number is 719-256-4845. And their email is crestonebaptistchurch at gmail.com. And we have the 12th Annual Peace Within, Peace Without. Be the change that you wish to see in the world, Mahatma Gandhi, quote. September 22nd, 5 p.m., International Peace Day and Equinox. At Dancing Music Mountain Sanctuary, 3564 Doubletree Overlook. Their email address is School. I'm sorry, ancient dance school at gmail.com and the website ancientdanceschool.com slash event. And this note from Nancy Tilos, Town of Crestone Code Compliance. What teens and kids and their parents need to know about the municipal code. 
Curfew, alcohol, marijuana, and tobacco are a few concerns the code addresses for teenagers and younger children. Let's start with the curfew. The hours and conditions of curfew are interesting, 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday nights, 10 p.m. on the rest of the nights, and, with the exception of going to work, being accompanied by an adult or teens over 18 years, teens and kids are not supposed to be wandering around before 5 a.m. It seems more concern is put into morning than the evening hours. And, even if you can be out, you cannot hang around public property, vacant lots, or other unsupervised places. No alcohol, unless on private property with the consent of a parent or guardian who is also present. No marijuana use, and neither marijuana or alcohol can be used in public or in sight of the public. So, if a teen, for example, was drinking or using marijuana, say, in a town park, two citations are possible the use of the substance itself and for using it in public. Alcohol is not to be used in public unless there is a special event with an alcohol permit and never for underage humans. This is Colorado State Law. Tobacco use is another no-no for teens and kids. If use of tobacco, alcohol, or marijuana is prohibited for people under 21 years old, then providing these products to minors is also prohibited. Presenting false ID and or misrepresenting yourself is a whole separate charge and fine. In the interest of discouraging parents and other adults from contributing to the delinquency of a minor, the code has a very broad ordinance. What is not as well known to parents is as follows, quote, It is unlawful for any person to knowingly permit any minor, chi minor child to violate or to aid, abet, approve, encourage, allow, permit, tolerate, or consent to the violation by any minor child of any provision of this article or any ordinances of the town. End quote. This ordinance is included as a heads-up to parents as this is being enforced, especially related to kids playing in the streets, particularly in the business area of town. Remember from civics class in high school, ignorantia juris non excusa. Ignorance of the law excuses not. And we have some upcoming events. September 22nd, free entry at Great Sand Dunes National Park. September 24th from 2 to 6 p.m., Oktoberfest. Cole Park, Alamosa, breweries, distilleries, and food vendors, along with live music, games, contests, kids, activities. Their website, www.alamosachamber.com slash octobrewfest. And September 24th, 10 to 2 p.m., Swatch Community Flea Market, Swatch Public Library. Vendor cost is 10 bucks. Sign up at the Swatch Public Library or call at 719-655-2551. And in the community calendar, Wednesday, September 21st, International Day of Peace. Also, Baca Water and Sanitation Monthly Public Online Meeting, 9 a.m., bacawater.com slash board.html on the web. Thursday, September 22nd, as mentioned, free entry to Great Sand Dunes National Park. Friday, September 23rd, singing bowls and energy healing at the Baca Grand Library from 5 to 6 p.m. Also Friday, Crestone Baptist Church's 50th anniversary celebration with live music, outdoor games, and barbecue from 4 to 7 p.m. And Saturday, September 24th, Community Flea Market at Otto Mears Park in Swatch from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's also the last Saturday food distribution at Crestone Food Bank from 9 a.m. to noon, last being last Saturday of the month. Also Saturday, Crestone Baptist Church's 50th anniversary celebration continues with Music, car and tractor show, hay rides, prayer tent, and food trucks, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And as mentioned earlier, Saturday 
is also the October Brew Fest in Cole Park in Alamosa from 2 to 6 p.m. Sunday, the Crestone Baptist Church 50th Anniversary Celebration continues from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. And on Friday, September 30th, Singing Bowls and Energy Healing at the Baca Grand Library from 5 to 6 p.m. Looking a little further ahead, Saturday, October 1st, Town Here to Listen session at the Cloud Station from 10 a.m. to noon. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Loveland Reporter Herald. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777. AINC is grateful that you let us into your lives on a monthly, weekly, and sometimes even daily basis. You so often hear our voices, and now we want to hear from you. Call and leave a voicemail with your thoughts at 720-263-0494 to help us shape our next strategic plan. Let us know where you're from and tell us what programming you love, what program you wish we had or we got rid of. Your response will be completely anonymous. Thank you for your valuable input.